the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready to get down to business? Join seasoned entrepreneur, community leader, and Army veteran Scott Shalom Klein, who will take you behind the scenes with those who work in America's small business scene and speak with leaders making an impact, creating jobs, and telling their story in entrepreneurship. So let's get down to business. On AM560, The Answer, here's your host, Shalom Klein. And indeed, we're all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship, and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business. And I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts on my website, sykline.com. Uh, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share on your favorite podcast apps. We're going to jump right in and talk about something that uh, I think is really, really important. But we're going to talk about uh, talk with somebody um, who has a story of passion, innovation, and leadership. And that's Bish Smear, who is uh, the founder of uh, many interesting uh, companies, the director of Enigmatic Smile and, uh, and Vow a blockchain-based platform that aims to decentralize currency issuance. I always love to get to know the person behind the microphone to start us over here, a visionary entrepreneur, as promised, Bish Smear, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, hi, and uh, very happy to be here. Nice to uh, meet you and get a chance to say hello to your listeners. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Bish, you uh, have been a well, let's just call it an entrepreneur, and uh, and that's the most important title that I can use. But you've been at the forefront of the digital currency movement for years. Bish, how did you get interested in this market? So it's a, it's something that's always interested me, and to be honest with you, and I, I, I sort of use this uh, story a bit when people ask about it, because it's one of these subjects that um, either you love it or you hate it, right? But um, uh, what happened was I was my, my father's actually from Jordan in, um, in the Middle East, and my mother's Scottish. And one, one day I went and I sat in Jordan and I started looking into the history of money and how it was all made and where it all comes from. And as I read this subject matter, I got deeply interested in the mechanics of monetary issuance. Um, you work, I work, all of your small businesses, uh, listeners, and everyone around us all work to make money. And the question is, is what, what is this money anyway? What, what is this money we're all working for? Um, so I would say it's been a lot of my life. It's been a, it's, it's been a driving um, motivation of mine to understand this function. And then it's crossed over into the life I live every day and the, the, the subject matters we're working on and building on as normal businesses with local businesses. I use the word local sometimes instead of small um, and large businesses all over the world. Um, to try and uh, to try and run really effective reward programs with them to keep customers coming into their businesses, but on another side and a deeper level, looking at the function of creating local currencies and stimulating economic growth in communities and for small businesses themselves. Absolutely. Again, chatting with Bish Smear. And Bish, I, I mean, I love the the way you just framed that. I mean, uh, first of all, your background's fascinating. Um, and, uh, and that's great. And asking some really tough questions. We take advantage, we, you know, we, we, we take for granted that we've got cash in our pocket, although most of us 
don't have cash in our pockets anymore. We've got all sorts of different things that uh, that relate to currency. You've been asking the hard questions, and one of the things that you uh, you, you know, talk about all the time is changing the world one transaction at a time. So w- you've been really uh, involved in a in this topic of decentralizing currency issuance. Let's let's talk about some of these areas: blockchain, um, fintech. These are these are fascinating areas that I have to say I certainly don't understand, and I, I don't want to discount our listeners. But I know many of our listeners need this to be demystified. So let's talk about some of the things that you've learned over these past many years of being involved in this industry. No problem. I, I, I definitely will do that. And, and I know we've got limited time, so I can express myself very quickly um, and hopefully everything still flows and makes sense. But if I, if I look at this as a, as a subject matter as a whole, um, money itself or, or the thing we use every day that on the front of it, certainly in your country, it says, in God we trust. I mean, this, this, this unit of value that we circulate amongst ourselves, we as a, as a human race, as a species, um, have given the right uh, of the creation of that currency to essentially an organization in every country, call them central banks, the Fed, whoever, whoever we want to call that, um, that, 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 that runs that function. And all of our businesses, all of our industries, everything that happens flows on that, uh, on that currency and, and exists because of that currency and supply that is controlled in its issuance by a centralized party. So if we think about what that means, that means that that centralized party can pull back that currency out of supply and we don't have enough and they can push currency and supply and then there's too much. And of course, you know that $4 trillion just got printed out of out of thin air recently in America and it's going to be a lot more than that over the next few years. And the, the effect of that is there's so much money in circulation that for all of us, we, the value of our money is less and less and less uh, as, 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 um, you know, as, as is the case of, of reality. Um, all of us or a lot of people have kids. I've got three of them. And if I had 10 Smarties and put them on the table and I divvied out the three Smarties each to three of my kids and there was one Smartie left, those kids would kill for that last Smartie. Like, that's crazy. But if I put 100 Smarties or 200 Smarties on the table, it becomes less valuable um, to all the people who exist. So we've given this function away to people. Um, and then that $4 trillion gets printed and used for what? Does it get used to improve Chicago? Does it get used to, uh, to help the people in Hawaii? Or does it go abroad to help other countries and interfere in everything else that's going on? I don't need to get too political. But essentially, the idea of giving any company, private company, person, individual, organization, the ability to print, print money removes from the business community and all the people that are around some of the biggest levers that we could have to tackle inequality, social injustices, everything that's there. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have any money, what are you prepared to do to get money? Um, and, and, and that's horrible that human nature is determined by how much money is or, or the availability of money and supply. So blockchain comes out of this as an idea that the monetary supply, I mean, certainly Bitcoin, was an idea that the monetary supply would be fixed. There are only 21 million Bitcoins ever that can ever be produced ever. There can never be any more. So if, I'm, if I've got a Bitcoin, and I know there can never be more Bitcoins than 21 million of them, and I know that there's more and more fiat money being printed up everywhere, 
then I'm sitting on my Bitcoin looking out into all the people holding fiat money and thinking, you guys are crazy. What, what are you doing with your fiat money? You're losing value. And I've got one of 21 million. And, if, and so I'm looking out at the world and thinking, you're crazy. But then there's a whole bundle of other people sitting on fiat money going, hey, this Bitcoin stuff's too risky. It goes up and down in value and it looks too, too risky in the grand scheme of things. And, and so it's two different perspectives. But when you really try and come down to its core, if there's only 21 million of thing, things or any fixed supply uh, value asset and everything else is, is, uh, is being inflated all over the place, then in my world, it's safer to stay with the Bitcoin stuff. And in other people's worlds, it's safer to stay with the fiat stuff. We know the positives and benefits of both, but or some people do, and some people are not aware of that. Um, so we decided we would play in that world as well and, um, and get involved in the blockchain world and get involved in understanding it because of this core principle, just because of that cert- a, a clear core principle in the middle. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I'm chatting with Bishmir, the director of Enigmatic Smile and, and Vow. Uh, Vow is a blockchain-based platform that aims to decentralize currency issuance. And Bish, really appreciate you sort of diving in. Clearly, you're the thought leader in uh, in fintech, which is so important. I want to spend our remaining minute um, talking about how Enigmatic Smile is transforming loyalty programs. Uh, all of our listeners can search your name. This is something that you are heavily associated with. Um, you've got a very collaborative approach and a very uh, partnership-based approach. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the one problem that I have with all of the blockchain world is that it's not tied to anything real. So it, 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 just having 21 million units of something if they're rotten bananas, doesn't help anyone. Um, so there needs to be something else. And the thing that's missing from the blockchain industry as a whole is utility. And, um, and that's something that we address within, um, within our businesses by giving, by actually one of the very few uh, uh, blockchain projects where there's actual real utility. And the reason there's real utility is we give all small businesses the ability to create the money supply. So it's the small businesses that get the money, the ability to create the money supply it, it, instead of the large uh, dominant forces in, in the world. And if you give 100 small businesses in Chicago the ability to create a monetary supply and you put some rules around it, you can suddenly create a local currency circulating in Chicago, which goes on to benefit mm-hmm. many people in that community. So Enigmatic uh, Smiles creates... Uh, programs which make it easy for small businesses and large businesses to interact mm-hmm. on this level and do some interesting things. And as I said, you can check out uh, you, you know, the website, enigmaticsmile.com, like the Mona Lisa, or Vow Currency, which is a promise of issuance and acceptance of the same unit of value, um, and see if it floats your boats. Well, you you cut right to the chase on that one. Uh, definitely check out Enigmatic Smile and Vow. Um, really, really amazing stuff. And Bish, I can't thank you enough for coming on and demystifying these topics. And I could talk to you for hours, my friend, and uh, perhaps we'll do that again in a different format. But uh, again, Bish Samir, thanks so much for joining us. We've got to cut to a quick break. But when we come back, we've got a lot more small business jobs and entrepreneurship coming up. So don't touch that dial. You're listening to Get Down to Business. Hey, we're back on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship, and I'm joined by returning guest. That's Laura Catcherbone Drace. She's a real estate agent with Coldwell Banker Stafford Place, and uh, Laura is 
the relationship guru because she takes pride in building relationships and really, really getting to know her clients and the community. Laura, welcome back to Get Down to Business. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's start right there. You and I have had this conversation a little bit in the past, but I want to make sure our listeners know there's a lot of real estate agents um, out there. Let's call it what it is. Um, but there's something, Laura, that makes you unique. And that is, again, your your involvement in community. I'm going to start with the way I'm going to end as well, which is you have an AOL email address and you wear that with pride, don't you? Oh my God, excuse me. I do. I know my kids make fun of me. They're like, get a Gmail. But you know what? It was my first email address and I'm sticking with it. And your clients know you by that email address. And we'll share it. We'll share it with our listeners in a couple of minutes. Your clients know it. And uh, again, you've been uh, building relationships in the real estate, uh, in the real estate world, helping families um, for so long. Laura, let's talk about that. How long have you been in business and where are the markets that you serve? So 33 plus years I've been in business. Um, I think I've told you this story before, but I never wanted to sell. My cousin was a realtor and she and my father and her best friend opened up an office and uh, she told me to go that she wanted me to be a realtor. And I said, why would I do that? I don't like salespeople. And she said, just shut up and go get your license. And I did. And of course it was the best thing I ever did. And like I've said a million times, I'm not a salesperson. I just know what to do when you want to buy a house or you want to sell, you know, um, and that, that's the key. I, I was just with, I was just with, um, a family that I had met through another, uh, you know, a referral and they had been working with another agent. And after about me going through four houses with them, the mom said to me, she goes, you know, I knew the moment I saw you, I was going to like you. But she goes, now I really like you. And the reason was, is because I walk in the houses and I tell them what I don't like. I'm like, okay, these windows are horrible. This kitchen is ugly. You know, they're obvious things. But some salespeople are like, oh, well, and not that you can't tell them what they can do. You know, you can say, well, you can change this or change that in the kitchen or whatever. But the point is, is that some people don't even point that stuff out. They, you know, Absolutely. They just want to buy a house, and that's just not how I work. Laura, I mean, summing up our conversation now and what uh, your reputation certainly precedes you is that you take every listing. And you take ownership of it. It's not something that you, you know, if there's a, if there's a house that's out there, it's, uh, would you want to be there? Would you want, you know, a family member to be there? And that's both on the buying and selling side. So Laura, um, I know that, uh, that obviously you are, uh, in the Chicago market. I believe your office is in Westchester, but you, uh, certainly, uh, help folks from around the area. Can you, I know our listeners always love to hear success stories, people that you've been able that, uh, that you've been able to, to help along the way. And, you know, uh, feel free to do it anonymously. We don't need to get into people's uh, lives, but, uh, your phone rings off the hook with folks that, uh, that are relying on you for real estate, uh, needs buying and selling. Where do you service? And, and again, can you share any, you know, good news stories? Because we need good news these days. Oh, you're not kidding. So um, mostly the western suburbs, DuPage and Cook County. So 
you know, as far as, I mean, I, I, I go far, but my area of concentration is, you know, maybe <clears throat> as far as Wheaton or so. Um, and I do do some in the city too. Um, the city's like a whole different world. So I do it, but, uh, it's, it's like I said, it's a different world. It's hard to explain. Um, and let me see a success story. I want to have to really think about, um, I, I mean, I guess I could go with my, Oh, I got a good one. So this woman, I have been working with her for probably seven years because she started uh, looking for property. Her husband, unfortunately, had a terrible accident, and she had cared for him and whatever. Well, he ended up passing, and she got a huge settlement or whatever, and she called me back, and she was so cute. She goes, I told you I'd buy from you. Um, so I got her her house, and then her son, he, he needed a condo, and we got him his, and it was a long it was a drawn out process because we were buying a foreclosure and, and the foreclosure bank that we were dealing with was just a nightmare. But we finally just closed that. It was like two and a half months to close a cash deal on a $125,000 condo, which makes no sense. Anybody who sells real estate knows that that should close in two weeks and shouldn't be a big deal, but you know, held her hand, got her through it. And and she was very sweet at the end. She goes, you know, you're always there just saying it's going to be okay. So people need that, you know. People absolutely need that. Again, I'm chatting with Laura Catcherbone Gerace uh, from Caldwell uh, Banker uh, in uh, Stafford Place in uh, Westchester, uh, Illinois. And Laura, we have we have time for just uh, another uh, another two three minutes over here. And uh, I know something that everybody's talking about right now is we have this conversation in mid October. We're officially in Q four of the calendar year of 2023, which is wild. Um, the weather maybe is starting to get a little bit cooler, and uh, this is an interesting time in the Chicagoland uh, market in the Chicagoland area. You've seen the ups and downs of these past few years, the ups and downs of 2023 alone. Um, when I said we need good news, I wasn't kidding. Um, but uh, is there good news in the real estate market? Or what, what's, what's that uh, crystal ball telling you? So, you know, there really is. Um, I know the interest rates are, they're, they're high. They're high for what people are used to. But, you know, I bought my first house, it was 11%, and that was a good rate. So you got to put things in perspective. Um, but I do think all the, all the gurus that are way smarter than me are saying that it's going to happen, that the interest rates are going to come down. And I've already seen the market starting to get a little bit more inventory. Your buyers are still out there. And, um, you know, I think 2024 is going to be a great year for real estate. I love it. 2024 is going to be a great year for real estate. It's coming from, again, the uh, the queen of real estate, uh, the person that every one of our listeners needs to call, whether you're, whether you're thinking of buying and selling, certainly in the, in the western suburbs of Chicago, but just in general, really an all-around great person. And uh, to uh, to to talk to um, for all of your real estate uh, needs, an incredible reputation, and been doing this for again uh, almost thirty four years since nineteen eighty nine. Didn't know that she wanted to get into this, but uh, as uh, Laura Catcherbone Jure has said, 
best decision that's ever been made. Laura, I want to give you the final word. Any uh, tips, advice, anything that you want our listeners to know as it relates to real estate? And of course, how can they get in touch with you? Oh, I love it. Yeah, this is what I will say. You know, people think like buying and selling a house is no big deal. You know, I could do it on my own. I I don't care if you don't call me. I would love it if you called me, but definitely use a professional. Don't do it on your own. It's one of the biggest investments you'll ever make in your life. I mean, people don't buy stocks on their own. They certainly shouldn't buy a house on their own or sell. Same thing. And anybody who would like to talk to me about anything real estate, my number is 708-212-4905. And can you share that amazing AOL email address with us? S like Sam, P like Peter, S-P-Laura, L-A-U-R-A, at AOL.com. Well, Laura, thank you so much for all you do um, for the Chicagoland market and, of course, uh, just for being a great resource to uh, get down to business and all of our listeners. Encourage all of our listeners to get in touch with the one and only Laura catchbone Um, uh, And, uh, again, can't wait to have you back on again real soon, Laura. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And uh, just before we cut to the headlines, commercials, and a quick break, of course, we've got a lot more small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I did want to uh, give a, uh, g- you know, say a small mention of what we've been hearing in the news over the past few days. We, we've we all been hearing, following, and praying, uh, frankly, for uh, the uh, for the victims of the terror in Israel. And um, what I always recommend on this program is I'm a practical kind of guy. And I think that we need more education. I think we need more goodness in the world. We've been talking about that over the past few minutes. Encourage all of our listeners to visit the Illinois Holocaust Museum and Education Center. At this time, we need to take history to art. We need to take a stand for humanity. Visit their website, ilholocaustmuseum.org. It's in Skokie, Illinois, and really is a great place to bring your family, bring your students, bring your colleagues. We need, again, more light and more goodness in the world. And I'll leave you with that note. Um, Always uh, get in touch with me, sykline.com, if you want to discuss. Quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, we're back on the show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship with my favorite guest. That's right. It's Tom Rabali, the health insurance guru. We refer to him each and every week as the guy that you need to call for all of your health insurance and affordable care act needs. That's again, Tom Rabali. And you could give him a ring at 630-863-3477. Tom, welcome back to the program. Hi, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. You know, it's uh, it's starting to get cooler out. Um, we're approaching the end of the year, and uh, everybody's yeah. starting to be very introspective about what they want to get yep. me for Christmas and for Hanukkah. No, I'm kidding. People are having conversations about their health insurance, um, and I know your phone is uh, is ringing off the hook, and we're grateful that you squeeze in a few minutes for us. Tom, one of the things you and I were just talking about offline is that I think a lot of people are confused. They think that they can only enroll in a health insurance plan at a certain time of the year. Are they right or are they wrong? No, with my plans, you can go uh, 12 months a year. Uh, You can end up uh, signing up at any month uh, during the year that you want. That's fantastic. That's that's perfect because again, families uh, sometimes you know there there's stuff that goes on either in the employment world and business, um, but in in families and and I know uh, again you take calls at every hour of the day and night. So Tom, one of the questions I always ask when you join us again, I'm chatting with our health insurance guru Tom Mirabali, is uh, some of the calls that are coming in on the 
Tom Mirabali hotline. Folks that are seeking your advice and counsel, can you give us, uh, obviously, anonymously and confidentially, um, any of the uh, any of the good news stories of people that you've been able to help? Well, just prior to your call um, this morning, um, I had a client, a 50-year-old man, uh, living in Chicago, downtown Chicago, 60610 zip code um, in Crook County. And um, basically, uh, he was, he's 50 years old. He asked me, what can I do? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm single. I don't need maternity coverage. And, I, and he's paying over $800 a month for the Affordable Care Act. And I quoted him a, a, a plan with a $5,000 deductible at four forty-five a month and signed him up. That's fantastic. When folks can save money, hey, there's nothing better than that. That's uh, that's great. And, you know, folks have, uh, unfortunately, you know, people are dealing with uh, with all sorts of, uh, you know, medical challenges and, and so on. And one of the things you always have uh, educated me on is that there's no one size fits all. Not everybody needs the same coverages. Let's talk a little bit about that. Right, right. Well, um uh, number one, you don't need maternity coverage, um, and you basically, um, with the Affordable Care Act, um, you have to have the maternity coverage. And you, the 50-year-old man that I was telling you about, not that he's impudent or anything like that, but what does he need maternity coverage for? He's single. He's 50 years old. And uh, that's that's one of the nice things about it, and uh, the fact that... Uh, um, you do have to be healthy. You know what I'm saying? If you have insulin-dependent diabetes or if you've had cancer within the last five years, then I steer everybody to healthcare.gov. And why? Because that's the only good thing about the Affordable Care Act is because they end up going ahead and covering people with pre-existing conditions. But you're paying an arm and a leg. Oh, wow, absolutely. So, Tom, um, something that uh, I, I find uh, very important is the your accessibility and your ability to again work with uh, work with clients um, to find again to sort of navigate the nuances of perhaps a pre-existing condition or perhaps a condition like you said that they may never have. For example, the the, the maternity coverage that they that they won't need and they certainly shouldn't be paying for. Um, but Tom, you sure. spend a lot of time um, on the road. I know you do a lot of networking, certainly with AM560 and, and many other uh, uh, amazing platforms. So Tom, who are you able to help? Is there a specific geographic limitation? I know you have got an office uh, just outside of Chicago. Yeah, well, it's uh, I can help anybody in any demographics in Illinois, and um, I mean it's uh, it, it they are basically uh, I I get people in downtown Chicago, I get people out in Elburn, I yeah I get people in Wakanda, I mean all over the place, and uh, but I when I answer the phone, I if I'm in my office, I can give folks quotes right then and there. And then um, the nice thing about what's going on in the insurance business is all of the applications are turning to be electronic. So if, if I'm in my office, I just get into the website, I can email quotes directly to the client, and the client can choose their own deductible, their own plan, um, and um, they're going to see that my deductibles are much less than the $9,300 that you have to pay with the Affordable Care Act. And I, I mean, I'm down to $2,500. 
and um, 100% coverage after the uh, $2,500 deductible is paid. But um, I can help anybody uh, in the six county areas out there, actually throughout this whole state of Illinois. Absolutely, which is so important. Everybody's looking to save that money. And again, the, the service that you provide is honestly so important as well. And that's why I want to end, Tom, by making sure we get people over to your email address and your phone number. Can you share that one more time? Yes, my uh, telephone number is 630-863-3477. That's 630-863-3477. And my email address is my first initial T, my last name, M-I-R-O, B is in boy, A-L-L-I, at yahoo.com. Team Mirabali at yahoo.com, 630-863-3477. Tom Mirabali, as always, thank you. you. We'll be right back. And we are back to show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. So we know that most Americans are just one step away from disaster, staggering 61% of U.S. adults say they're living paycheck to paycheck in the future. Honestly, it barely looks brighter. According to Goldman Sachs, exponential advances in AI now easily threaten 300 million full-time decent paying jobs. And no one knows this precarious reality better than Grant Muller, our next guest, who lost his livelihood and literally landed on the streets only to learn lessons that turned his life and business around. And he's written about it in his new book, Top of Heart, How a New Approach to Business Saved My Life and Could Save Yours Too. Grant Muller, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Hello and uh, welcome. Uh, Great to be here. Absolutely. Um, I know you're a speaker, an author, certified high-performance coach, and a seven-figure real estate agent ranked in the top 1.5% of realtors nationwide. So that's a pretty wild transformation that you've had. You've had a pretty remarkable life story. Tell us briefly a little bit more. We moved here to the U.S. when I was seven, and I never quite fit in. So I learned very quickly to do uh, whatever I could to fit in and be like the other kids to survive. And as I got older, that included alcohol uh, and later fell into heavy drug use. Um, It was after a period of uh, really great success at an Internet startup, actually. I had stopped drinking for a little bit, traded Uh, alcoholism for workaholism. I liked those side effects a little bit better. But as I achieved millionaire status and found myself um, with a lack of purpose and with um, an unfulfilled life, um, living a great life, but just miserable, uh, I started drinking again and then later started using drugs and ended up, frankly, on the streets, homeless, selling drugs to support my habit. Wow. Um, what a uh, what a journey. What a transformation, as we said a moment ago. So let's dive into top of heart. So people in sales work really, really hard to stay at the top of the buyer's mind. There's so many steps involved that we talk about. That's a in quotation marks over there, because we're going to talk about that term quite a bit. How is being top of heart different? Well, most of us follow the rules. We do what's expected of us. And especially in business, we keep relationships safe and secure really, uh, frankly, superficial. And that's certainly the case with our sales relationships. Those top of mind tactics, they keep us in front of. And as you mentioned about AI, we're in this age where automation is replacing so many parts of the sales transactions. And I think once that whole transformation is complete, all that's really going to be left is our ability to forge real, true, heart-centered human connections. Um, That's something that you know, AI cannot replace, at least at least not yet. 
Absolutely. So, you know, let's let's stick on that theme for a moment. We talk about those real authentic connections all the time. As my dad would say, you know, being a business, it's really all about widgets. Um, it really doesn't matter because ultimately it really is about the people that you interact with. So what can listeners start doing today to create those real authentic connections that you're referring to? Well, I think the first piece is really to show up as we are. Um, to allow ourselves to be human in the moment. The big A word, authenticity, is used over and over again, and I certainly recognize that it's an overused term. But how can we show up as we really are and then also show up with some form of intention? Uh, you know, the average person checks their cell phone 144 times a day. I would say the average salesperson probably checks their cell phone 144,000 times a day. So how can we show up in the moment and focus on how we want the person we're about to interact with to feel at the end of our interaction? I know that sounds a little woo-woo, but I believe our job is not just the relationship job, but it's the feelings job. We're in the business as salespeople of helping people feel better when they're finished interacting with us. And if we can do that, whether through a sale or not, um, our referrals, our repeat business will grow like crazy. And that's that's at the center of what the Top of Apart movement's all about. Absolutely. I'm chatting with Grant Muller, who chronicles his 15-year journey from homelessness to a thriving real estate career, all from prioritizing real human relationships. The book is called Top of Heart, How a New Approach to Business Saved My Life and Could Save Yours Too. So Grant, we're going to cut to a break in about a minute um, but uh, I am uh, curious, what's that one piece of advice that you hope that readers take from your book? I think the first piece is just to bring the humanity into every business process, whether it's sales, service, leadership, um, just taking the time to understand that our clients are experiencing a human moment. Business relationships are not separate from personal relationships. Not all of our clients have to be friends, but all relationships, even business relationships, start with the heart, not the head. Oh, that's great advice. So, um you know, given your success, what inspired you to uh, to coach others and uh, dedicate so much to uh, to writing this book? I know what's involved, and it's it's not easy. I have uh, requests all the time to go to lunch to share um, what's worked so well for me. And frankly, there are only so many, so many, so much of me. I can only go to so many lunches. So I thought, what can I do to codify and share with people uh, what's really changed my life, frankly, and really built a business that I, I love so much? That's incredible. Again, the book is called Top of Heart, How a New Approach to Business Saved My Life and Could Save Yours Too, written by Grant Muller, who will be back with us in just a moment. Uh, you can find out more on his website, grantmuller.com. And while you're online, be sure to check out my website, sycline.com. I love to hear from our listeners and certainly will love to see your subscription to our podcast. And it's super easy. It's free. And you don't want to miss a single episode all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Just go to your favorite podcast app, subscribe, rate, review, and share. We'll be right back and get done to business. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, continuing my conversation with speaker, author, certified high-performance coach, and a seven-figure real estate agent. That's Grant Muller. And uh, Grant is on a mission right now, uh, ensuring that, uh, that folks move from being top of mind with clients to being 
top of heart. Grant, really enjoying our conversation over here. You used that term, uh, top of heart, quite a bit. What does that actually mean? So top of heart is built upon top of mind. So top of mind is creating a know, like, and trust relationship with our clients and with the public. I, I believe that top of mind is great. It just doesn't go top far enough. So the top of heart mindset is around building the mindset of getting real, building the skill set of creating some excellence, and building the heart set, as I call it, of going from me to we. So creating an intentional, aligned relationship with our clients and frankly, with anyone that we might spend some time with. Interesting. So going from me to we. So I I always love to leave our listeners with a very practical sort of homework assignment uh, to make their week and month even better, especially as we approach the end of this calendar year. So I know you talk in the book, again, it's called Top of Heart, How a New Approach to Business Saved My Life and Could Save Yours Too, about some ways that you can actually turn emails, calls, and lunches into mutually beneficial, long-lasting relationships. What are some of those things that you would recommend for our listeners? Absolutely. I I actually say I lunch for a living. And me to we is a term that I learned actually in addiction recovery. Um, So I learned that in the 12-step community that I'm a part of. And I've applied it simply to business. And one very simple example uh, would be as, as I go to lunch with a client, I take what I call a snapshot. Uh, I put my car in park before in the parking lot before I walk into lunch and I just picture them in my mind and I think about how I want them to feel at the end of our engagement and I imagine what might be going on in their life. So as an example, um, let's say I'm about to meet a first time home buyer and they've never bought a house before. They've been referred to me and they're very nervous about the process. I might think about how I can bring some enthusiasm about the end result for them. I might think about how I can bring some certainty to their time together. And I might think about creating some space for them to be a little nervous and and feel secure by the end of our time together. So it's just about creating some intention. If I'm about to go to lunch with someone and I know that, for instance, someone in their family has died, I might create some curiosity. And I might think about creating some space for them to feel that grief and know that they're in a place that is supported and that they're with somebody that cares about them. So it's just about bringing that intention into our moments together. And we can apply this in our business life, but also in our personal life. And we can apply this as leaders, bringing some top of heart thinking or mindset to our time with our employees um, also has a lot of benefit, right? So before we sit down to give some feedback, we might think about how we want them to feel at the end of that time together, creating some intention around building a stronger relationship. And of course, a stronger relationship with our employees and clients is a great thing for business. Absolutely. Grant, uh, again, uh, you have had a dramatic transformation in your life, and I know you're on a mission to help others Um, through your new book, which, of course, we want to send our listeners to, but also you're out and about speaking on uh, shows like this, podcasts, and and, uh, on a speaking tour uh, for our listeners that want to get in touch with you, want to schedule a time to talk about all those things, but also want to find your book. How can they do that? Uh, at grantmuller.com, M-U-L-L-E-R.com. I've got a speaker page there as well as information about the book and coaching. Fantastic. Grant Muller. Uh, it's a great read. Encourage all of our listeners to pick up a copy of Top of Heart, How New Approach Business Saved My Life and Could Save Yours Too. Grant, thanks so much for being so open um, and, uh, and, and transparent um, in, in your journey. Really appreciate it. And I look forward to uh, following your journey as well. Thank you so much. 
Absolutely. And that's a wrap for us here on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be back, of course, next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer, or on your favorite podcast app. So just tell your smartphone, tell your smart speaker to uh, make sure you play Get Down to Business. Subscribe, rate, review, and share. Uh, but again, can't wait to uh, have this conversation with you next week. Get on my website, sycline.com. I love to hear from our listeners. To success, let's get down to business. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.